Welcome to Who's in the Bible, a podcast for kids. I'm Eric. And I'm Lance. And we believe that the Bible is the greatest book in the whole world. It's filled with amazing stories about interesting people, all working together to tell a bigger story, the greatest story about the most important person who ever lived, Jesus. And we know that understanding more about the people and stories in the Bible helps us to know more about Jesus and what it means to be his followers today. And in this episode, we're talking about Joseph, part do. Part do. Man, this is this is awesome. We had a lot happen last time. So just in case people didn't just listen to the one yeah. before, what happened? Well, Joseph was the 11th of 12 brothers. That's a crazy story. You should go back and listen to those episodes about Jacob. But anyway, he was the favorite son. He got this special coat. His dad loved him more than he loved all his other sons. Not cool. Nope. Uh, And his brothers hated him as a result. So they decided one day, let's get rid of this guy. So then they beat him up, toss him in a pit. Then they sat down to have some dinner. But that's (laughs) beside the point. So they were like, well, we're going to just kind of like rough him up, you know, teach him a lesson. But then they're like, ah, we got a better plan. Let's make some cash off this. They sell him into slavery in Egypt. That's right. To a group of people headed toward Egypt. So then he's purchased again in Egypt by this guy named Potiphar. Things seem to be going well until one day they don't. That's Joseph right. gets accused of doing something he didn't really do and was thrown into prison. Mm. So that's how the last episode ended. Joseph, a, a pretty good guy, yeah, is in prison. Terrible. Okay. Uh, but, you know, even though he was in prison, listen to what it says. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him steadfast love and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison put Joseph in charge of all the prisoners who were in prison. Whatever was done there, he was the one who did it. That dude, he just seems to make, he makes, you know, when life gives you lemons, he makes lemonade. He makes a pretty good lemonade. (laughs) Yeah. Now he's like, so he's in charge of prison. That's That's pretty awesome. If you got to be in prison... Be the number one dude. Be the number one dude in prison. Yeah. So uh, he's in prison. He seems to be leading in somehow. And then one day, like this really interesting thing happens. Uh, the the king of Egypt, Pharaoh, mm-hmm. throws a couple of his officers into the prison. For some reason, he's angry with them. Yeah. Well, the cupbearer. The cupbearer. And the baker. And the baker. I would love to see a little snapshot of what happened that got those guys thrown in prison. Yeah. What like, went down with the meal last yeah, night? Yeah. Did he choke? And then the cupbearer like choked him with the baker made or something. And then like he's like, "Where's my water?" And then the cupbearer was like, "Not in the uh, room. Yeah, not, not ready. Who knows? Either way, either way, prison. it wasn't good. And so they end up in prison. And one night after they meet old Joe in prison, they're uh, they have like a really strange thing happen. Listen to this. And one night they both dreamed the cupbearer and the baker of the king of Egypt, who were confined in prison, each his own dream. And each dream with its own interpretation. When Joseph came to them in the morning, he saw that they were troubled. So he asked Pharaoh's officer who were with him in custody in his master's house, Why are your faces downcast today? They said to him, We have had dreams, and there's no one to interpret them. And Joseph said to them, Do not interpretations belong to God? Please tell them to me. So he's like jumping onto this thing. He's like, I'm, I'm, I do the dream interpretation thing. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, I'm the guy. tell me. And so they do. They tell him his dreams. And Joseph says, let me explain to you what these mean. Because their dreams weren't just random. They had meaning. And I'm, I'm impressed because last time that he interpreted a dream, it got him tossed in a pit and sold into slavery. Right. So pretty bold. But I guess, hey, I'm already in prison. What's What, what else can happen to me? Yeah. So he um, uh, says, look, one of you, the baker, you're about to be executed in a few days. 
Yeah. Off with your head. The cupbearer, this will all go away. You're going to get back. You're going to get your job back, your life back. It'll all be good. And so the the baker was probably like, uh, check let's, again. Let's find another guy in prison to <laughs> yeah. interpret the dream. Right. Um, but Joseph's interpretation comes true. Three days later, the baker is executed and the cupbearer gets his job back. But before they left, Joseph was like, hey, cupbearer, yo, remember me, bro, when you get out. Yeah. Yeah, because things are going to go good for you and you should know. I'm innocent, and I've been in here for years. Right. Yep. Do you think the cupbearer remem- remembered? No. No. Because he well, he's probably got excited. He's out of prison. He's just like forgot. He you know wants to forget those hard days in prison. Those hard. That's right. Those hard days. Let in it prison. go. So two years go by. The cupbearer. Years. Two years. Wow. That's such a long time. That's a long time for some of these guys listening. Think about two years ago. Yeah. For you guys that are like nine, you're like. Oh my gosh, when I was seven, I was so dumb. <laughs> like that was two years ago. A lot can happen in two years. And Absolutely. in two years, Joseph stayed in prison. The cupbearer never said a word to anybody else, which is a shame. But a turn of events happens. Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, has this dream one night. And he wakes up and listen to what it says uh, in chapter 41, verse 8. So in the morning, his spirit was troubled. And he was sent and called for all the magicians of Egypt and all its wise men. Pharaoh told them his dreams, but there was none who could interpret them to Pharaoh. You know who probably perked their ears up at this point? Who's that? The cupbearer. You are right, Because he's always like, everyone wants to like probably get on Pharaoh's good side. He's yeah. the dude in charge. Yeah. So he's like, hey, 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 I got a guy. Yeah, I, got I know a guy. a guy. I met in prison. I met in prison, <laughs> <laughs> which is always a great way to start right. any conversation. Yeah, but he's like, actually, he says, I remember uh, my offenses. He remembers he was supposed to say something he never did, but now's yeah. his moment to his redeem Joseph. His moment. Like, That's oh, shoot. Right. Old Joe. Old Joe. So he says, I, I know this guy, and he's the one that can help you. Then Pharaoh sent and called Joseph, and they quickly brought him out of the pit. And when he had shaved himself and changed his clothes, he came in before Pharaoh. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, I have had a dream, and there is no one who can interpret it. I have heard it said of that you, when you hear a dream, you can interpret it. Joseph answered Pharaoh, it is not in me. God will give Pharaoh a favorable answer. Old Joseph. He's he's ready to go. Round two. They pulled him out of the pit. They gave him a shave and a shower. And he's, and he's ready. Standing before the king of Egypt. Yep. To interpret a dream. Man, interpreting dreams is a really strange thing. It is weird. Do you think you can interpret dreams? I, I, f- I don't know. If I would always take a shot. And you, you know, I'd try anything once. You're tr- well, okay, listen. I had a dream like three nights ago. It was really random. You want to give it a shot? Hold on. <sighs> Go. Okay. I had a dream that I was playing golf, which is not something I do very often. Golf. Okay. And I had to borrow clubs because I didn't have my own with me, okay, which again is strange. Okay. And I hit a golf ball. I was attempting to hit it over the water and I hit the, the shot so poorly that it went straight for the water. But instead of going in and sinking, it skipped across the water and it had so much spin. It made a, it like it went, you know, like 40 yards onto the water and you turned and came right back at me. And that's when I woke up. You, mm-hmm. okay, I think I got it. You are going to win the Australian Open. <laughs> That's what that means. Yes, I don't think you're very good at because the, the golf ball boomerang <laughs> boomeranged, and so you know someone else is going to carry your clubs uh-huh. when you win as a professional golfer at the Australian Mr. Open. Well, I'm so proud for you. Thank you. If that actually comes true, 
so many other things would have to happen. <laughs> That's, I don't think you're very good at this. And now it's time for the question of the day. Uh, I'm Audrey, and I'm in the second grade, and I want to know how did Joseph know the meaning of Pharaoh's dreams? Well, Audrey, that is a great question. Uh, Joseph didn't know the, the meaning of Pharaoh's dreams. Hmm. Because it seems like he did. It he seems like me. he did because he knew the meaning of the other people. Actually, he didn't. Do you know what he said both to the cupbearer and the baker and then again to Pharaoh? I do remember him saying that, that it wasn't his to know. That's right. But who knows? God knows. God knows. And that is how uh, Joseph knew the answer. Because uh, what we've seen all along in Joseph's life is that God was with him. God was with him every step of the way. And he uh, turned toward God and they walked together and... And through that, God gave Joseph this special ability to communicate the meaning of dreams, which again is not something that is a regular occurrence in life anymore. Yeah, I mean, even though I took a shot at it, I feel like maybe I'm off a little. <laughs> right. Maybe okay. yours was just some like bad McDonald's. Right. Okay, so Joseph uh, listens to Pharaoh's dreams, and uh, Pharaoh talks about uh, all these strange things that happened, and Joseph says, this is what God is trying to tell you. There are going to be seven really good years where your your nation, Egypt, has more food and jobs and money than you could even know what to do with. Yeah. And then after that, seven years of famine. Do you remember what famine is? We, yeah, we've had a lot of famines we have in, had in the some, Old Testament. Some I feel like it's, just, it's like a common occurrence. It's like when there's like, you know, there's no... The, the crops don't grow. Right. Like there's Sometimes a drought. drought. Yeah. yeah. And like, you know, there's so the people are losing their jobs and they don't have money to live. And that's right. Food. Yep. Scary. And, and they don't really know when that's going to happen, except Pharaoh's had a dream given to him by God that that's about to happen in seven years. And so Joseph says, here's what you need to do, Pharaoh. God is telling you this. You need to prepare. You need to save up all the extra stuff because you're going to have seven really hard years. And you need to put someone in charge who knows how to do that and manage everything. And if you do, you're going to survive those seven difficult years of famine. But if you don't, it will be a terrible thing in Egypt and across all the land. So Pharaoh hears this and I, you know, I'm, you know, I don't want to assume that he like just chills out in a palace all day. I mean, he's running a country. Right. So to get news like that, he's like, that's a lot more on my plate. Right. So maybe he, I could pass this to somebody else. Well, listen to what he said. The proposal pleased Pharaoh and all of his servants. And Pharaoh said to his servants, can we find a man like this in whom is the spirit of God? Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, since God has shown you all this, there is none so discerning and wise as you. You shall be over my house and all my people shall order themselves as you command. Only as regards to the throne will I be greater than you. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, see, I have set you over all the land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh took his signet ring and his hand and put it on Joseph's hand and clothed him in garments of fine linen and put gold chain on his neck. He just got ultimate Egyptian swag. <laughs> that upgrade to that the gold is chain. It. So from like in the pit. In the pit. To the gold chain to, number two in charge of the whole country. The whole country all in the same day. That's wild. <laughs> that is a heck of a day. Yeah. And uh, what's crazy about this is God has been with Joseph the entire time preparing him for this moment. And now he's the second most powerful person in the most powerful nation at the time, right? And so yep. uh, he he does exactly what he said he was going to do. He manages 
for seven years the storage of all the excess and puts systems in place. Like he does a really good job. And then you know what happens after seven years? Here comes that famine. That famine. Yep. Famine season happens. And so uh, after a couple of years, people across all the neighboring countries are experiencing the famine and they begin to run out of food. And what do you think those people do when, when they have nowhere else to turn? They probably going, well, looks like Egypt is doing just fine. That's right, because they, Egypt was doing great, thanks to Joseph's leadership. And you know who lived in a, a neighboring country? I think his family, Joseph's family. That's right. Joe, yep. Remember those bros and his dad and all the moms? Yep. Yep. So, uh, Jacob sends his brothers. So he says, look, we're out of food, but Egypt has food. I need you to go get some for us. And so, the brothers travel to Egypt. Now, listen, there's a lot to this story. You and your parents, if you're listening, should uh, take time to sit down and read. There's so many back and forth trips between uh, where they lived and Egypt, but listen to this. Joseph's brothers one day are bowing down before him because he's the one in charge of Egypt, right? Yeah. Where have you heard that before? Yeah, I think it was in the previous dream that he told them about that got him so mad to begin with. Yeah, back when he was like 17. Yeah. And it's true. They're bowing down before him because he's the one with all the power. Crazy how that came true. Now, listen, one day Joseph, they didn't recognize him though because he like, you know, he looked like an Egyptian. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He, I mean, you know, he didn't have, he might've had the coat of men in colors back then, but it didn't have the gold chain. That's right. That gold chain. from the coat. uh, Gold chain. And the Egyptian clothes and, you know, gotten older. It looked awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And he's gotten older. He's no longer a teenager anymore. So, uh, one day he pulls them aside and he reveals, he's like, guys, it's me, Joseph, your brother. Can you believe it? Man, that, that is probably like when you, when I, we were talking about this and maybe think of like on that show, the masked singer Oh yeah, when they like, Oh, you, you've been hearing this person sing and then they get voted off and then they take their animal head off or whatever. And everybody's like, Oh wow. It's, you know, someone famous. famous person who was already famous and now they're <laughs> right. more famous. But so I'm guessing when, when he, Joseph revealed himself, it was not an excitement like, oh, wow, it's Joseph. We're saved. You're right. In fact, it's, uh, the Bible says that the brothers were scared because they realized he's the guy with all the power and he has good reason to bring revenge to them. Yeah. But what do you think he does? He has mercy. That's right. Joseph, he's still being led by God. He's still a man of God. And so he doesn't respond in revenge. Actually, he says something really cool. Listen to this. So Joseph said to his brothers, come near to me, please. And they came near and he said, I am the brother Joseph, whom you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed or angry with yourselves because you sold me here. For God sent me before you to preserve life. For the famine has been in the land these two years. And there are yet five years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvest. And God sent me before you to preserve a remnant on earth and to keep alive for you many survivors. Super cool. So God still has a plan to still keep with his promise that he's had all along. That's exactly right. You see how all of the things that we've been reading in Genesis are coming down to this moment where God has worked in Joseph's life, even though bad and terrible things happened. He had a plan to get Joseph to Egypt because God knew about this famine and that eventually he wanted this whole family to move to Egypt to be saved from the famine. And 
God worked even in the midst of bad things because this family and these people would be part of God's covenant promise to be a blessing to all families of the earth. Well, you've been listening to Who's in the Bible, a podcast for kids brought to you by Clear Creek Community Church. Continue the conversation with our free parents guide at clearcreekresources.org.